Hey all you honeys and hunks, hardcore honeys, with a highly anticipated episode, ready here to prep you for the oh-so-close return of the regular season of basketball, or as regular as you guys can call it. As usually, we have the now, I'm assuming currently giddy, Jade Auxiliary Things Johnson, and this week we got a special, we got a two-for-one guest, we got Ryan and Guy here from Dirty J Sports, and then... uh, me, TJ, as the usual tour guide of this crazy NBA ness. So, Ryan Gate, guy, how's it going? Yo, can't complain, man. Uh, just excited basketball to be back. A little tired right now, working all weekend, golfing, you know, the usual. But I'm just pumped to have basketball back, so I'm giddy as hell. <laughs> what about you guys? Safe sports are back. Uh, watching some MLB games today. Love it. Love the bubble news, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So just so give the listeners a little bit of an idea on kind of uh, who you are as a basketball fan, Ryan, who do you represent as a franchise? So I have a very complicated past with uh, basketball fandom. I, I talk about our podcast a lot. I talk about drunk at parties a lot. So I my dad was a Lakers fan through and through, Magic, Kareem, Showtime Lakers fan in the 80s. Got me and my brother into the Lakers very young. Uh, but of course, like much older siblings, usually pick you split off into picking two favorites, like Buzz and Woody, Vice for all that stuff. He picked Kobe, I picked Shaq. Well, then Kobe got Shaq traded to Miami, and I was like, all right, screw the Lakers, I'm going to Miami, I'm going to South Beach with Shaq. Went there, met D Wade, love, fell in love immediately. Always a fan of LeBron. We got LeBron, loved it even more. Stuck with the Heat ever since. So as of right now, I'm a huge Heat fan. Been since '06. And uh, I also follow LeBron pretty heavily. So Lakers, Heat, kind of. Okay, okay. And uh, Guy, how about you? I'm a big Knicks fan, sadly enough to say. But uh, (laughs) I was a fan with Patrick Ewing. Really, I love the underdog story, so I just always roll with that team. So I'm with the Knicks. Live and die by it. I also like the Jets in football. It's just what I do. Okay, just staying with that New York vibe. All right, (laughs) and then favorite player then right now, we'll say currently today, Guy. Oh, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, that's your favorite player, hands down? Yeah, 100%. I'm a fan of that answer. <laughs> of course you are. You got O Canada up there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Let me think about that. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Favorite player of today? So the generic answer would be LeBron, but that's everyone's. So I'm going off book, off Miami even. So Miami, I love Jimmy Buckets and I love Bam and all of that. But I'm a huge fan of a guy who hasn't played in almost two years, and that's John Wall. I'm dying for John Wall to come back. Uh, I low-key like the Wizards, but just because of him, whenever he finally gets his crazy contract moved, then I'll probably be a fan of whatever team he goes to. So I'm a big John Wall fan. Okay, side note before we actually start getting too much further ahead in the episode, I saw a poll online. John Wall or Dame Lillard? Oh, okay. Uh, I Honestly, I think Dame is better out of the two as of right now because John Wall hasn't played. But I'm not, that's not my answer. My answer is going to be John Wall because I live and die by the, my boy. <laughs> Uh, you know, I got to go with John Wall there. <laughs> okay. I just, I saw that post and I got kind of in a heated debate with someone. And I usually don't like doing that, but I did regardless. <laughs> who did okay. you take in that poll? I said, like, as of now, like, since we don't know who John Wall's going to be coming back, I got to go with Damian Lillard. Like, both in prime, they're very different skill set point guards. So yeah. if I'm going to the playoffs, I'd rather have Damian Lillard. But if I want someone to lead me through the regular season, I want John Wall, but I feel like that's a very 
very lame answer on my part, but no, whatever. I, 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 I hold myself to it. Before we get too deep, you guys have anything to plug? You guys like uh, loosely mentioned that you guys have a podcast. What would you guys like to plug on that? Yeah, so uh, you said we're Dairy J Sports on Twitter and Instagram at Dairy J Sports, but we also, me and Guy, have our own podcast called Talking Dirty. Uh, it's minus a G, add an apostrophe and talking, and we're on SoundCloud. So go follow us on Instagram or Twitter. You'll eventually get a link to our podcast. Or if you don't are not on Instagram or Twitter, which I don't think anyone is nowadays, uh, go to SoundCloud. It's talking dirty, minus a G, add an apostrophe. Perfect. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So this week's episode is back onto the most exciting NBA topic at hand, which is the overall return of it. We've had some scrimmages, but we're about to hit the actual importance of the season. And as we did a couple weeks back, we did an episode on the bubble bottom feeders. And now we're doing a complete 180, and we're going to be talking about the big bubbles. So we're going to be talking about who's got the best chance to hold up the Larry O'Brien trophy this fall, which I think sounds a little bit weird saying tro- the Larry O'Brien trophy in fall, but Times are weird right now. And then another one, is this a make or break year for some of the teams? And then, as usual, we have the inevitable side quests of random NBA nonsense talk. Jade, you've actually been very quiet today so far, so I'm going to start this off with you. How many teams, just total, like, actually have a chance at a title? Four. Four? I have four. Four? Okay. What are those four, then? Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, and Raptors. Those it you don't see any dark horse teams slipping in with there? I don't think so. Wow, that what a what a very juicy response on that <laughs> one. And real I mean, sometimes, sometimes facts is just facts, man. <laughs> but where show your work. What's your work? What's your thought process? Are we doing it the proper way or are we just going by the answer? Um, we want does the steps. I'm gonna like be the math that teacher I... that wants the steps shown how you got the answer. <laughs> does that sound like a thing that I ever do? Just going with the popular answer, like that's completely. Oh off. no, I'm just I'm just curious <laughs> on what your work was. I, I mean, your answer is your answer. Of course, it's gonna be like that. But I'm always curious on what the thought process is with an evil genius. So, <laughs> uh, I'll take that. I just don't think the other teams outside of those four have the combination of talent and continuity that it's going to take to get all the way through the playoffs. Okay. That's I, that. what, what about, uh, what about you guy? Which team, how many teams do you actually have, have a chance to win it all? I mean, I have 10 myself. You got 10? So, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Whoa. So I, I think hey, this <laughs> is crazy mess. times right now. This is crazy times right now. Um, obviously the season will probably have some type of asterisk next to the winner, but with that being said, I mean, you have this gap in the season that, you know, it changes up a lot of things. I mean, the 76ers, they're going to be changing their lineups, which if that works out, it could be interesting. Um, the Rockets are always in it. The Celtics, I think, as a team, if you have players that go down because of COVID and things like that, they have that next man up mentality, and I think that can work out for them. Then you have the obvious ones like the Bucks, Lakers, uh, Raptors, Clippers. I think the Trailblazers are my dark horse team. The Pelicans have a slight chance if Zion stays, but he is out right now. Yeah, and that's that's my 10. Is Zion that much of a centerpiece to getting to the playoffs? Yes, yes. 100%. Is he? Because I get he's a great talent. I'm not knocking that, but is he enough to bring that team over the over the hump with it? Is his talent that game worthy changing? Rookies don't lead teams to finals. That's true. 
in the NBA. That's not a thing that happens. And I don't see it, especially with how much time he's missed the season already. They came together pretty well in the games he played, but you need more time with a team for somebody to be able to lead them like that, especially a team that's coming from complete obscurity a season ago. Yeah, no, I yeah. understand there. I think I think Zion's gonna be great. Give him a couple years, then he can lead him to the finals. But as of now, I don't even know if he can lead him past the Trailblazers in the eight seed. Like I think Trailblazers or Grizzlies are gonna take the eight seed. But I don't even know if the uh, Pumpkins are even gonna make the playoffs. What's a good one-two punch on that team? Zion and Brandon Ingram. Is it Brandon Ingram and like Lonzo Ball, or is it Lonzo Ball and Zion? Like, what is a good one-two punch on that team that could help them out? Then, guy. Uh, it's definitely Ingram and Zion. It's the big ball. You know what I mean? They they have the height. I think that can put But like I said, it's crazy times for everybody. Go off the Pelicans. I mean, I'm not defending the Pelicans in the finals, but I think Jackson Hayes is going to be a really, like, low-key. I think he's been playing really well all year, and I think if he can play pretty well, adding him at the center spot, I think that can definitely help them out. But once again, I'm not trying. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Cause... Well, low-key, actually, person I think could go really big for those Pelicans team. Is Derek Favors. Yeah, that's true. Because he is just a guy. He's one of those guys you want to team just because he knows his role and you know what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. He's like a Ennis Cantor on, on a team. You know when he comes in, you know he's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to put up some little short shots. He's going to get you extra plays. So I can <laughs> roll with the idea that the Pelicans might, if they can get a good stretch out of Zion, maybe do a full force. But Memphis has to really fall apart. And... So does Portland, but I can respect the idea there. I can respect that. Ryan, how, did we ask how many you actually have a chance with? How many? No, you got? no, but I have a very basic answer, and I'm saying three. I'm saying it's either Lakers or Clippers coming out of the West or the Bucks. I think. Okay, with that being said, I know Jade's probably rolling around. I, say, I think there. Jade just cracked your knuckles. Great <laughs> fight, dude. I'm uh, taking okay. my earrings off right now. Okay, you stop knitting. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll address the Raptors in the room before I continue. I think the Raptors are a very solid team. I think Nick Nurse is a shoo-in for Coach of the Year without a doubt. However, I think if the Celtics or the Raptors come out of the East, they're going to lose whoever Western team. I think the Bucks is the only team in the East that can put up with either the Clippers or the Lakers. That being said, though, I do think the Raptors can make the finals. I think the Celtics can make the finals. I think the Heat can upset the Bucks somehow second round and lose to the Raptors and the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we're talking actually here. I think it's either the Bucks out of the East or whatever L.A. team wins the West. I, I don't think it's out, outside of those three teams. Okay. Well, so then just going into it. So Raptors can't repeat this year then, Ryan. You don't see Raptors repeating at all? I'm sorry, Jade, but no. I, I, I think they're a really solid team. And I, like I said, I think Nick Nurse is a shoo for coach of the year because of what he did there all the year. With all those injuries, Marcus Gasol went down. Pascal missed some time. I think Cal Lowry missed some time. And they still went on that historic franchise win streak. And I think that's amazing. And I, it's kind of like how guys with the Celtics, the next man up. And in that system, they do very well. I just don't think they have enough to beat. Like I, don't, I just don't see Pascal stopping LeBron or Kawhi or anyone on that Raptors team stopping either of those two guys. And I think Giannis can. So that's why I think the Bucks have a better chance than anyone. See, we could have a whole episode right now and why J- Jade thinks your response is utter garbage and she has no respect <laughs> for it. I know. Right I def- now, I mean- we could have a whole episode in general because she, she can talk about all those injuries. She'll talk about 
Of course, also, she her favorite player is OG and an, on a newbie, so that's all she talks about. Yeah. But so. Well, I mean, OG is the answer to who's going to stop the other guys. You can put him on anybody. He, so he, they, they played that scrimmage last uh, day before against the Rockets, and any guy that can stop Harden one-on-one got my bet. That's true. So then, that's Jade, true. what is your probability that the Raptors can repeat? When it comes to whoever's coming out of the West, I give it 50-50. Fitz, Clippers, and Raptors. 50-50. Lakers and Raptors? The Clippers are deep. I actually give us a little better odds against the Lakers based on beating them without Kyle and Serge early in the season. That never should have happened. What about J.R. Smith? They just got J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters. And then Dion Changers. I'm terrified. Can you tell I'm terrified? <laughs> Dion Waiters will OD off of weed again right before the game. Don't worry about it. <laughs> do that. That's a whole other level of things. <laughs> How can you do that? You no, know, it had to be a crazy season when Dion Waiters found another home this year. Like, there's no that's, other season that happens. <laughs> that's the name I thought we were done with. Not going to lie. So, of course, of course, Lakers would sign them. Uh, so, guy, do you can you see a Raptors repeat since they're reigning champs? Uh, I give them credit for that. I think that I agree with Jade, where I think they do have the potential to beat the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers are definitely a much more stacked team, and they haven't lost as many pieces as the Lakers. Um, I, it's just getting past the Bucks. I, if they can do that, I think they have a real chance of winning. So, you think the real challenge will be the Bucks instead of mm-hmm. the Lakers or Clippers? Yeah. My answer to that is always Nick Nurse versus Budenholzer. I don't I don't think Bud's a, a playoff coach. I think he's a regular season coach, and Nick Nurse will coach circles around him again. I, I can't deny that. Nick Nurse is a great coach. He's, he's absolutely awesome. Besides Jade, it's pretty much if everything goes right for the Raptors, which with this kind of such situation, nothing always goes right. If they don't win it all, say the Lakers is it a bust because they traded an entire team for Anthony Davis guy is this a bust season if they don't win it all oh of course I mean you have yeah you brought in all these pieces and you're you're essentially saying okay we are going to win the title this year and not winning it would just be abysmal for this team it's likely that they would re-sign AD uh, and keep it moving but I just we'll see do you see him staying if they lose then I do. I don't think there's anywhere else he would go. Not the Celtics? No. Nah, there's been rumor so. for that. I don't think so. Side thing with this, Ryan, so I've heard that there's been uh, rumors of Heat trying to start a big three. W- have you heard anything about that? Well, uh, I mean, I've okay, trust me, our podcast, God Jokes, every other week I say we're getting someone new. <laughs> I mean, it's with, with Pat oh, Riley on there. Yeah, with Pat Riley calling the shots in there, you never know where you're going to get. I've heard in the two years, we're going to get Giannis. I've heard we're going to get Victor Oladipo, if that's what you're referring to. We're no, I was old... thinking Anthony Davis. Oh, I've never even heard Anthony Davis, but I, I was like thinking that, that I like that. he's got the option to re-sign. Like, there's a bunch of, like, because I'm thinking if he doesn't win this year, at least not get to the finals, I could see him just walking away because LeBron doesn't have too many more years left in him. He can still play great. But still, he's in year 17 now. I don't see him playing till like year 21 or something like that. At some point, something's going to happen with his body. So, well, 
I mean, he's already said he plans to play until Bronny's in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean a lot towards the end of your career when you've never had a significant injury. Like, that was with Kobe. Kobe was fine for pretty much – he'd fight through every injury, and then he tore his Achilles at year 17, and that was what – that was the beginning of the end. What happens if that happens next year to LeBron? I'm just saying – Anthony Davis can walk pretty easily if they don't win it this year. Yeah, so, so two things off of that, what you just said. One, I I think LeBron has zero signs of slowing down. Like you said, so is Kobe until he got his Achilles injury. However, I LeBron's a different freak of nature. I mean, he's literally, he has gray in his beard now, and he's still bawling like crazy. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be there for a little bit. So I think AD will probably resign because of that. But two, I think if he does not sign at the Lakers – I don't see him coming to the Miami. I think he's going to go to Celtics, like you mentioned before. I just, I just don't think he's going to go to the Celtics. I think he's going to stay at the Lakers at least another three-year deal or something. You know, maybe with an four-year deal with an option or two, just to make sure, like in case does things do fall apart. But yeah, no, I think it is a make-or-break year with the Lakers because I think LeBron, he's all this pressure. I mean, obviously, you guys are on Twitter. You see all these people coming after LeBron anytime they lose a game let alone getting knocked out of playoffs like this year, not making it last year. Like the pressure's on with the GOAT competition with him and MJ. I think he needs a dub here or the GOAT title might just be given to MJ like strictly. I mean, as right now, LeBron's my GOAT. However, if he doesn't win another title rest of the time, that's kind of hard. That'd be hard to defend, you know? Jade, what other team besides like say the Lakers, is this a bust if they don't win at all? As insane as it sounds because they're, they struggled so much in the regular season. Philly, Philly needed to have a good season. I'm blanking on the coach's name. I know it's two Brett, Brett, Brett Brown. Brown. Brett yeah, Brown. Uh, he, he's he's out if they don't. I mean, I think he's out already because they're not going to the finals. Like Philly's, there's no scenario under which Philadelphia gets to the finals this year. They had to. And if there is not kind of a seismic shift in what they're doing and I don't think Simmons playing at the four is that shift I mean I guess it remains to be seen apparently practices are going well but I mean Simmons practices well every summer and then never shoots so it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to me until he shows and proves at game time but they theirs was a make or break season I think from the time they got eliminated last season and they're not going to get there so I expect to see I expect to see some changes in the offseason in that team. All right, well, speaking of those kind of teams, what teams could you see falter in the playoffs, Jade? Would it be um, just Philadelphia or like what else could you see some teams slipping? I'm not I'm not convinced that Boston has had enough continuity with their current roster that the playoffs are going to go smoothly for them. I know they're uber talented, but talent is not the only thing that is a, a big factor when it comes to playoff basketball. And I think just with having Kemba only there for that one season, I'm not convinced that they have the run in them and the chemistry that is going to stand up to playoff basketball and teams in the East who do have continuity, like the Bucks, like the Raptors. So then, Guy, I'm going to ask that same same question towards you. Which teams do you anticipate or wouldn't be surprised that kind of fall off? In this little uh, bubble and playoff, I could see the Heat. I mean, they were on a ooh, they were ooh. on a fast track before the uh, COVID break, and you have a lot of new players, a lot like a lot of 
momentum that was built up and we have those new players take time off like that, it could affect them. I mean, you have veteran guys on a lot of other teams that, you know, they're used to that kind of thing. They know how to adjust in those moments. So I think that could really affect the Heat as far as their chances of going deep in those. Okay, Brian, rebuttal. I mean, you can look at the scrimmages already, and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, two rookies, are just killing it right now. I mean, I think the last scrimmage, uh, Tyler Hero dropped like 24 or something like that, and Duncan Robinson's been dialed in from three. Um, No, but I see what you're saying. With that, my actual rebuttal, though, is that's okay because so many people count the Heat not even being the four seed this year, not even being top top seed. Like, I feel like people didn't think they were even going to barely make the playoffs this year. And uh, the fact that even if we beat the Pacers first round as of right now and get the second round, I think that's an absolute win for us. You're getting to the second round. They just oh, lost Sabonis, and they don't have Depot. Yeah, Depot's well, Depot, trying to come back. Say, so. He might come back. He's in a weird, like, in-between grounder right yeah, now. But, so you pretty I, yeah, much first, should, though. Yeah, 100%. I think, and I think getting the second round is like, I mean, to quote Hulk in Avengers Endgame, I count this as an absolute win. I think he, uh, the Heat are so young and so talented with Kendrick Nunn, who's probably going to come and like be a finalist for Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's obviously not going to win. Jaw's going to easily win, but he's definitely going to be a f- top three finish. I was going to say, he's uh, going to get some votes up there. Absolutely. He's been absolutely killing it out of nowhere. Another Pat Riley pull out of the gutter randomly, the random G League team. I think Bam is going to come. If the season didn't get cut off short, he's going to be the most improved player besides Brandon Ingram. If the season finished off, I think Bam would have put up a big fight against Brandon Ingram. I think Jimmy Butler is, likes his role in the Heat. I like. I think he likes his chemistry, his team, where he's going to be comfortable. I think we have a really good future, especially since we were talking about earlier how the Heat might get one of, like, ten good players soon. So I, I think second round would be fine with me, and I get what Guy's saying. And I, as a Heat fan, I want to say, like, screw you. But as a, <laughs> uh, a smart basketball fan, I'm like, I get what you're saying. I understand. You feel with your heart, but you think with your head with it. I, exactly. I get that. I get that. That's why I'm not like most Heat fans, where they just they're on Twitter being idiots, and I'm actually have a brain on me, so I I, I don't. You I don't, have I don't a rationality so with it. Exactly, that's what that's... separates me from other Heat fans. <laughs> okay, well I'm okay with that then. And just one of the other last things, which team is this is their last chance of like the top teams? Which team is this their last chance at a title? Or... At a title. Yeah, like this is like their maker, like if make or break. If okay. this isn't the year, that's not going to happen. Well, I don't know if they had a chance at a title in the first place, but I think the Rockets really need to do something here because I feel like all all these people are on the Rockets train for a long time now. James Harden, I mean, I, you can't deny how great of a player James Harden is, but like I feel like they keep being stuck in the second round, and I keep feeling like they added Russell Westbrook, who they already have good te- chemistry beforehand. I feel like this is a year that they should do something, but I just don't see it happening. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every year the Rockets should be doing something. And every year, it just they just kind of don't. And that's what I think is a big make or break for them, because especially with James Harden's legacy with the Rockets, at least. I mean, I don't want this to be another Tracy McGrady type situation, where which I compared him in our podcast a while ago, where he's an amazing scorer, an amazing player. But if he can't get over a hump in the playoffs, then he's going to be another Tracy McGrady. A, a great that ever do it. There. I, know, I mean, I'm deep sorry, there. Oh, 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 I don't like the Rockets, but I love McGrady. Trust me, I love McGrady. I'm not trying to slander McGrady's good name, but like oh. I'm just saying, he he's one of those you can never get over the hump. And I feel like James Harden is dangerously close to being in that area. Well, which then, it doesn't help that in the trade deadline they get rid of Clint Capella to the Hawks. That doesn't help. I mean, they got Covington, which is a really good pickup, but at the same time, is it enough? I don't think it's enough. And I think 
this might be not necessarily for the Rockets in the whole. This might be the last chance for Dan Terry at the Rockets. Yeah, if there is any person last chance, it is Dan Tony. That's very good. Yeah. Well, speaking of Harden, Jade, since I know you have your feelings about it, would you agree that this is a make-or-break year for them, or what team do you think this is the make-or-break year? It's not now, it's not ever. I think I think the Bucks are in that conversation. Yeah. I think if they don't get to the finals, Giannis is not staying in Milwaukee. But then where would he go? He I doesn't mean, want to go big market. He's already got on record. He doesn't want big market. He hates big market. Toronto's he, not big he market. He get max contract. Can you yeah, off the I max mean, contract? He's got. He's gonna have offers. Of course, they will make. They will make room to offer Giannis a max contract. Are you kidding me? You have one of the smartest front offices in the NBA. That's would not. Would you want Giannis on your team? Mess I up would. Chemistry? Yeah. No, he's not gonna mess up the chemistry. He's he the the type of person he is fits perfectly with Toronto culture. Sometimes you guys, I have to sometimes I have to tell myself that Jade does know basketball, but when she goes on her <laughs> Raptors tangents, I kind of have to block not, it out and but, pretend that she's not one of those <laughs> Lakers fans that's just a fan of the Lakers. Problem is, you didn't know me when the Raptors were bad. <laughs> Trust me, when the Raptors were bad, I had lots to say. I was I was waiting for DeMar DeRozan to get traded. I was waiting for Dwayne Casey to get fired. Like, I had lots of criticism when we were crappy. I think she only has hot takes. This is borderline, <laughs> like... I mean, what's the point of doing She's always hot takes with it. <laughs> Never cool. Always. That's... I, like, I have to, I have to put the... You think the Toronto cold would cool her down? <laughs> I'm still it, from Jamaica, man. I was still born in Jamaica. <laughs> she got that. She got that Caribbean heat in her. <laughs> Guy, did did I ask you which team is this? Is their last chance? We got a little bit um, sidetracked with it. Which did you have a uh, idea? Of which is their last chance? I mean, aside from the ones we glossed over, like the Lakers, the Rockets, uh, the Bucks, I'll agree with them. I'd also throw the Sixers in. We lightly talked about that earlier going to be a time where they're going to have to move some pieces around their star players just to get out of this real quick just throwing it out there that's another heat rumor just saying it out there joe i feel like this is you guys have a similar vibe like me and jade does so she'll always be like oh yeah by the way toronto raptors something about going on them it's like okay. no, yes <laughs> i'm definitely getting that vibe where where it's the fans of the teams that are contenders like the raptors and the heat we get a little crazy with it but meanwhile the knicks and the timberwolves fans are just kind of more grounded we'd be excited for a 500 season (laughs) there's definitely a difference in the tiers for our fandoms Uh, 41 and 41 season yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh this isn't gonna have to do too much with the big big bubble idea but i think we have to discuss this who ratted out lou williams jade who ratted out lou Anyone in that club with a phone? <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> Do you think the strip club was right down the street from Magic Kingdom? I don't care where it was. I'm was just like, like so glad that I got rid of him now. I mean, I was I was good with it before, but now it's just like, yeah, glad you didn't stay in Toronto, dude. Is <laughs> this a Disney-themed strip club? Alice in Wonderland. That's so cringy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. So, considering that little side aspect, 
a lot of these players already have been just stepping aside and just doing their own thing, kind of living the bachelor life again. How much is this going to affect the teams now going to the playoffs since some of these players are showing that they're not taking it as seriously as they should, Jade? In Lou Williams' case, I can't see Kawhi Leonard being very pleased about that. Like, Kawhi is a consummate professional. I imagine he's pretty miffed right now <laughs> that, that that has happened. <laughs> that laugh. Well, Lou, come on. How many Seriously. years have you been in the league now? Like, all the players that have been like, oh, I've stepped out of the bubble or something like that, they're like third-year players and younger. Lou, yeah. you've been in the league for, like, what, 13 years now? Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't what an accident. Like, Bruno Caboclo and the guy, I can't remember who it was that went Rash- out of the hotel to grab his Sean or something. So Sean, yeah. Was, yeah. Those were accidents. Like, well, you don't accidentally do? find yourself in a strip club. No, that's, yeah, that's the thing. You don't accidentally being, like, snap out of it be like, I was just at practice, and now I have this naked woman grabbing her stuff in me. Like, I don't know. In in Lou Williams' uh, defense, uh, James Harden definitely fell in that situation multiple times. Well, he just happened to be in a strip club randomly. Like, he loved he lived during a COVID thing. I don't care if he's spotted in a strip club in, like, a regular season yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Like, okay, you got money, like. Throw the stacks, go on Instagram, be whatever you want to be. But this is a pandemic. Like, also, yeah. what strip club is open during the pandemic? It definitely has been ratty, like, I mean, Southern exposure. It's Florida, or Taylor. Or we, we have to remember this is Florida. That is true. Mm-hmm. Florida is really flexing its Florida self right now by doing Florida things in Florida. It's the best way to describe Florida. 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 <laughs> Like a giant gator on the sign outside the strip club. <laughs> that's what the stri- that's what the strippers are. Just gators now. <laughs> All of them are inside due to COVID, so they're like, here's something that's still Florida. <laughs> I'll ask this for you guys. Do you see players kind of getting in the right mindset of being like, okay, I can't be doing this stuff anymore? Do you see it coming more now since they're seeing players what they're doing stupid stuff? Not necessarily. I think it will. I think once we get deeper into the uh, playoffs, it will start to become that. But right now, you have a lot of teams that they're not going to do much in the playoffs, so they don't really care, like you were saying. Um, and I think you know, it's it's just going to be bad for the bubble itself. But I think overall, the bubble's been successful. I mean, they brought a hairstylist to mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, make it almost look like a 2K scene when you're in the neighborhood <laughs> getting your hair cut. Just okay, fine. If there's players that want it, just bring a strip club into the uh, to the Magic Kingdom. Everyone wear face masks there. Everyone wearing actual just sweatshirts and stuff. It's actually more just to hang out with beer. That's what it would turn into. JJ Redick and Myers Leonard are just shotgunning beers left and right. It seems like a yeah. Is that <laughs> are, are we uh, another side? Are we going to see new viral challenges from the bubble, Jade, through all of this? Because we've already seen like people chugging beers right now, like. Are going to see planking again in Magic Kingdom in the bubble? I mean, I think there needs to be something. It seems like a waste of the bubble if we don't get some new challenge out of it. There, if, if we don't, they're doing it wrong. All they're, I want like, is the 30 for 30 on the NBA bubble in like 10 years. So <laughs> that's what I said, too. That's a documentary I want to see. I hope there's mm-hmm. lots of footage I want the behind-the-scenes footage. I want yeah. to know who ratted out who. 
<laughs> yeah. Guys were talking about that crazy. He said he hopes there's like a last dance type film crew like in the behind the scenes the entire yeah. time. I mean, that, that would be electric. I'm curious on how often also that snitch line is because that's essentially what it is now. It's not it's not a oh, we have concern calls. It's like, nah, this guy's doing something and I don't I wonder how often that's going to be. Chris Paul in the background just being like, "Hey, he's doing this. He's in his room right now. Well, he's thinking about doing it." Just get players knocked out. That's how you get players knocked out. Well, it's a good thing D'Angelo Russell's not in the bubble. <laughs> hey. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, he has grown as a person. And also, Nick Young still cheated on his wife then. So that's still exactly. on Nick Young's part. As the only woman on the podcast, I want every guy I date to have a friend like that. That's true. That's a solid point. <laughs> like, granted, like, D'Angelo Russell was just actually, I, I wish he, I, I'm sure he wasn't thinking this like, yeah, I'm sticking up for, I'm sure it was more like, I'm just giving shit to my friend. I'm blackmailing him. Like, I, I don't know if he has the right mind that you were hoping with Jade. I hope you're right. I don't right. care what his mindset is. I care about getting the information. There is that. And I've never really liked Swaggy P anyway. So when I heard that, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Like, is anyone really? This guy thinks he's an all-star, and he always does the, I shoot it, and I turn away because I made it, and you airball it. He's had the (laughs) most of those ever. Gilbert Arenas got to him in Washington. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas, what a man. (laughs) man. Let's see if we can get the plug, Gilbert. Mention Hardcore Honeys on your podcast. Get that bump. Speaking of... Get in that plug and everything. Before we swing into the fast break today, uh, Hardcourt Honeys today is presented by PropMe. PropMe is a social wagering platform catered to the everyday sports fan. It has a peer-to-peer betting marketplace for social wagering. It's an all-sports betting platform, including eSports, a company that leads in social wagering innovation. Join PropMe on the Google Play Store or on Apple App Store. Sign up and join the movement today. Okay, fast break time. Hitting up Hold the on. court fast with it. That that ad sounded awesome. Was it prop me? Prop me. Yeah, you should definitely check it out right now, Ryan. I'm- While we're talking about it, the Hoops Department at Belly Up put together 35 props called the NBA Bubble Contest for the seeding games. You can sign up for that until July 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We've got some kind of straightforward stat-style props, like will Devin Booker score 30-plus? But we've got some more fun kind of ones, like how many times will Rudy Gobert's positive diagnosis be mentioned in a certain <laughs> game? So check that out. It's a lot of fun. You can win 50 bucks. It's free to play. Also some belly-up merch available and a guest spot on Hardcore Honeys to the winner. Hell yeah, I just, I, just, I just followed it. You're good. <laughs> Perfect. There you go, prop me. We helping you out. Okay, fast break time. So, first question. Ryan, I'll go start with you. Which top team will put on the best show? I honestly, I mean, I, I kind of want to take Jade's answer because I know it's going to be the Raptors. So I'm going to take the Raptors because I think it's going to be one of those whole team contributes type win when they, when they do good. You know what I mean? I think it's not going to be... Where the Lakers, you're going to see an AD LeBron takeover. And the, with the Clippers, you're going to see the typical Kawhi PG-13. I think the Raptors and the Celtics are the two teams that are going to be a whole team contribution, which might make it more fun to watch because you're getting a little bit out of everyone. 
I like the team idea instead of more of the player oriented. Um, guy, what who would you have to say to be the team you think be putting on the best show? I think the Clippers. Um, I think we've been going the entire year with this load management treatment, and obviously that turned over into the COVID break, and they were continuing these load management things in these scrimmage games now. We're finally going to get some action. We're going to see the Paul George, the Kawhi, uh, Lou Williams, all that, and I can't wait. I'm ready for that team. Okay. And then, do I even bother, Jade? <laughs> I mean, it's our show, so I feel like you team. have to. Non-Raptors team. I'm going to throw that out. Non-Raptors team Okay. So I honestly, when you asked the question, I was glad you didn't ask me first, because I honestly did try to pick another team. I did. I swear to God, I did. <laughs> I really don't but, believe you, but... My thing for the Raptors is nobody's seen them completely healthy all year. And everybody's healthy. We've got young players. Chris Boucher came back with 15 pounds of muscle. Marcus All's in ridiculous shape. I think they're going to be surprising in that outside of the Raptors fan base, I don't think most of NBA fan bases are prepared for them to be fully healthy because you've seen them constantly injured for two seasons in a row now. But I said non-Raptors, Jade. Uh, but I don't know if I care <laughs> that you said non-Raptors. Um, I, I, I'll i go with Ryan's Heat. Uh, like we talked about, they're my third favorite NBA team. Honestly, they scare me a little bit as a Raptors fan. Maybe not this year, but in the next couple of years, I'm not looking forward to, to playing them at all. And they do have another one of those, like he said, their, their team. And they're working really well together. Their rookies are playing really great basketball. So I think they're going to be exciting to watch. Thank you. Oh. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> We're just going to be patting each other on the back right now. Jeez. Ugh. All right, next, I'll, be good cut I'll go cut through it next one. We're good. <laughs> we already had a debate to start out. Like, That's you true. don't have to argue all the time, Taylor. Yeah, but then what's the fun? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next question. We'll start off with... Uh, you guy, what team, which one of the top teams do you think is going to struggle with this eight game regular season? Or which team could you see struggle, I should say? I can see the 76ers. They're working out a new lineup and it's going to be a real test for them. We don't know if it's going to work out. They're trying it new themselves. It, it seems to be going great in practices and from what we've heard, but is that the case? The Sixers for me are the team that they look like one of the best on paper mm -hmm. but then when you put it onto the court then i think they're the new form of the clippers that a couple of years ago when it was like chris ball blake griffin and all that were such a talented team but something just always holds them back with it and then so i'll ask this jade which which of the top teams do you think could falter you um, can say raptors i'm not gonna say raptors because that would be lying <laughs> <laughs> I'm not can, I'm not sold on Denver. I've just something about that team to me just does is not quite there. Oh, you don't and like that seven foot lineup? <laughs> they went polar opposite of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I mean if they if they're playing the Rockets, I mean that's an easy that's an easy decision there because the Rockets are just so tiny. But as far as like a deep playoff run, the way that the West is made up this year, I don't think they're there yet. And then Ryan will wrap it up with you with this question. Which of the top teams do you think are going to slip up? Could at least. I mean, I want to say it, but Miami. I mean, we started off our schedule with the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Bucks. All that's our first four games. 
I think we could, we're going to win maybe one of those four games, whether it be the Nuggets, whether it be the Bucks. I mean, we beat them, what, three? We're three and zero against them this year. We know how to handle Giannis and how to, like, cool down the offense. I think we can win there. But if we get through those first four games, then we got the Pacers twice, the Thunder, and the Suns, which I think we can do very well there. I'm just worried about those first four games and maybe ruining our confidence. If we lose all first four games, we have a bunch of rookies who've never been in this position before. No, no one's been in this position before, but – we have a lot of rookies where if we lose the first four games, that might put a damper on their confidence and might basically sideline everything we did all season. So I'm very worried about my heat. I have a bet with my buddy I made last summer when we got Jimmy Buckets that we we're going to win more than 44 games. We're Because of the stoppage, we're coming down to the wire here. I need to win at least four of these eight games. So I'm banking on us at least winning one of the first four here. But, yeah, no, I think it's going to be tough for us. You know, I think the first, I think our schedule at the beginning is really tough. Okay, so you are being a humble Miami Heat fan with that. Okay, yeah. then. Okay, then. Yeah. All right, and then uh, last question of the day. Since there's no fans, I've seen a lot of players doing, like, they have, like, in-sync dance moves or whatever, choreographed stuff. Um, what's something new that you would like to see with the game since there's no fans? Um, I've heard, like, music ideas a little bit more, something for the players to enjoy with. Guy, who do you... what? What's an idea that you would like to see the uh, NBA add to it? Maybe some rap battles with Damon Shaq. Um. <laughs> that's the finals. That's that's safe for the finals, the halftime shows. That's what that's safe for. Maybe some mascot battles or something like that. I'm not sure. Something for a halftime show, at least. Like mm-hmm. So then, Ryan, I'll, I'll ask you next. What's something that you want to see the NBA, or if, if you could incorporate it to the, these NBA games, what would it be? Okay, so I have a, kind of a twofer. So the first one, not really counting it, going off a guy. I want Robin Lopez to fight all the Disney characters. I mean, I know he fights all the mascots. <laughs> going off the mascot fights, let's just have every halftime show, no matter if the Bucks are playing or not, Robin Lopez, like, RKOing Mickey or something. That'd be <laughs> dope. But on, the more realistic answer is I kind of want to do what they're doing with the MLS right now and have the fans live streaming in on the Jumbotron behind them. I know like behind each bench, they have that giant screen with whoever's the home team that has that symbol of. I wouldn't mind having, I think I've heard them talk about this too though, but have like uh, season ticket holders or something uh, submit a video or of, I know that, I think that, uh, what is it? The NHL had a bunch of season ticket holders record themselves going like, let's go Pens because I'm a Penguins fan. Something like that. If the if the NBA incorporates something like that and have all the like, in season ticket holders like live streaming the game on the jumbotron behind them, I think that would give you a nice home atmosphere and I think it'd be very unique. I mean, not really unique because the MLS is doing it, but I'd like to see the NBA do something like that. Okay, that, I would like that's 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 a good idea because it's still rewarding the season ticket holders that got robbed of the short season of said stuff. So I no, I like that. Um, and Jade, we'll wrap it up with you. What's something that you would want? the Raptors to add to <laughs> the NBA to add to the, into the games to add a little bit more to it since they lost the energy from the fans. Very funny, Taylor. I think it would be fun if the NBA took a page from Jimmy Kimmel and had videos of players reading mean tweets about Read themselves. Ooh, that'd be really good. <laughs> I feel Quarantined like that tweets. <laughs> Quarant tweets. Wow. Quarantined tweets. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I like that too. I like that we add the humor with it. That's what we everyone needs a good laugh in these days of stress. Okay. I really like corn tweets. Corn tweets is a good. Pet. You should uh, trademark that. Trademark quarantine mm-hmm. tweets. You got to make sure you say it to, say it right. Quarantine tweets. <laughs> 
gotta say it slow or else it can sound different uh, other times but okay well we got a couple days left before the season starts any final words ryan guy that you guys have to say about the season starting up again i'm just glad it's back i was worried (laughs) i was stressed i didn't know what to do with my life and i'm just glad we're here that's that's my thought all I was going to say is, I mean, yeah, I'm glad it's back, but I end most of our NBA segments off with just a let's go heat, and I'm just going to say it one more time. Guy usually gets mad at me when I do it, but hey, all I say is let's go heat. Jade, you can say let's go Raptors right before we cut off. That's what we can do the cutoff today, Jade. You can say let's go Raptors, and that's what end the episode. I think I'm going to go with We the North. We the North? Okay. So on that note, it was great to be here with you guys today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having as, us. It was awesome. As always. Okay. And I'll let this segue up for you, Jade. You got one last thing to say for us, is that right? Even north. <laughs> Let's go here.